They didn't have a backup plan. So they had to be successful at getting their college degrees. There was no home to go back to. There was no place to go. There are about 9,500 children in foster care in the state of Oklahoma. Some live with foster families, others in group care. At age 18, they age out of foster care, many without a basic support system to help them take the next step. Welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Dallas Haggerty. Transitioning to university life is already challenging. Now imagine being a student aging out of foster care and having little to no family support system to help them through the transition. Ours for Thursday is an effort that equips individuals to support foster youth and alumni both during and after college. I sat down with Carrie Carney from the OSU College of Education and Human Sciences to find out more about R is for Thursday. Ours for Thursday is actually an outcome of my research for about almost the last decade. Um, I really focused in on students who had backgrounds in foster care or other out-of-home care. And as a part of that research, it was pretty evident early on that we weren't doing enough in Oklahoma to support students with those particular journeys. And so Ours for Thursday um, evolved from that and started out as a service effort to really reach out to those students and provide them the support that they needed for success. It's an interesting title, Ours for Thursday. Can you go ahead and kind of describe the meaning behind that and kind of how that came about? You bet. You bet. Um, That title actually came from an early research participant. Um, Although research participants then came from campuses all across the state of Oklahoma, that particular one actually was an OSU student. And she was in her her junior year whenever um, I spoke with her. And when I asked her what she would tell other former foster youth coming behind her, she just kind of laughed and she said, I would tell them that R stands for Thursday. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And she said, well, her freshman year, without really the um, adult guidance and support that many of our students have, um, she didn't understand that on our college catalogs and our college schedules that T stands for Tuesdays and R stands for Thursdays. And so she thought TR was Thursday. So she was diligently attending all of her Tuesday-Thursday classes every single Thursday. Well, she was partway through the semester, almost halfway through the semester, before she understood that she was missing all of her Tuesday classes. And so ours for Thursday really kind of became a um, phrase that for us means um, many of these students don't have the same kinds of um, basic information about attending college that others have access to. And so a lot of our job became about how do we equip those students to be able to navigate our our kind of complex systems um, and be able to be successful in this very complex environment. It's hard to completely explain it until you sit down next to or across the table from one of those students and they are uh, brave enough and transparent enough to really tell you their journey and what it took for them to get to a college campus. And as an educator, when you sit and you you hear that journey and the student is sitting in front of you and they've kind of gambled it all on getting a college degree, 
how do you not want to reach out and do what you can to help? My background is actually in, I have an MBA and my background is actually in organizations. And I've done a lot of building organizations in my career prior to academia. And so for me, it was a natural step into, okay, well, we need to do something at the state level. So how do I bring together my contacts across the state for us to build an organization that truly supports and and understands the journey? At a national level now, we work um, both on national research teams that are interdisciplinary teams that involve researchers, not just in higher education, which is where we live and breathe, but researchers in social work and, and in political science and in women and gender studies and so on and so forth. We work nationally to bring together people from all different fields to come together on research teams specifically to study the journeys and and how uh, organizations, campuses, can support students. And that is is unique in that social work researchers don't traditionally work with higher ed researchers because we are focused on different populations. But in this case, the population that we care about is bringing us together, and that's having to break down walls that have been there for hundreds of years, right? And so we do that work, and we established in February of last year a national research conference that brings together um, people from all different fields who are researchers. Some of those researchers um, in this really great turn of event are young people that are either getting ready to graduate with PhDs or recently had uh, graduated with PhDs who also had backgrounds in foster care or out-of-home environments. And so we bring them together and we seat research teams and we seed research that continues to inform the campus communities in terms of how they should go about serving students like this. Now that conference um, has gone virtual for this coming fall because of COVID, but it will return live and be hosted next time at the OSU campus um, in uh, fall of 2022. And so that is something that will be situated here at OSU, but reaches all across the nation and touches uh, state efforts and campus efforts and individual efforts uh, nationwide. Uh, What would you kind of say that drives you every day? Uh, just to continue to make a difference in, the, in these kids' lives? Uh, right. That is a that is a, um, important question, and it's one that's deeply personal for me. Um, I have three children. Um, two of them were adopted, and um, each of them has biological siblings um, that we continue to have some information about them. Um, their journeys have been very difficult um, in comparison to my children who have always been in a stable home with an intact family. And although their siblings are not my children, um, they are siblings of my children. And so as an educator and as a parent, um, I worry about their opportunities for success and their futures. And so I'm constantly in a drive for the kids who didn't land in the spaces that my children lived in to be able to have them um, have the opportunity for a level playing field at some point in their educational journeys. And we all know that college degrees change the financial and career outlook for every student, regardless of background. Um, These are students that didn't have the same opportunities that many other students have, and and I'm very invested uh, for my children's siblings and um, grateful because my children ended up with me um, but wanting to be a part of the effort to provide a level playing field for, for others who didn't have that opportunity. 
And like you said, I'm sure you've had a lot of defining moments with these individuals over the over the years. Um, if you had to pick one defining moment when you knew you were involved in this program for the right reasons, what would that be? It's actually kind of a, a funny one. Um, my dad, um, who also happens to live here in Stowater, was the driving instructor for all three of us girls. I had two sisters. And I had a young woman who was one of our early participants that I was working with um, that had come into her senior year, not at OSU. She was at another university, but she needed to complete an internship as a part of her degree program. And um, through the process of working with her in terms of how to dress and how to go into an environment like that and be successful, I discovered that she had never been taught to drive. Um, She was 21 at that point, and um, she had come out of a a California, large California city where they had public transportation, and there was no adult in her life that had given her that independence of driving. Well, in Oklahoma, you know, we have Uber and those kinds of things, of course, but we don't have the bus system that runs from place to place. And so I ended up taking her um, down to my parents' ranch, Um, and my dad took her on as a fourth young woman um, that he taught to drive on the country roads and across the ranch and um, that young woman now has completed law school and um, she still whenever you hear her speak um, at the state or national level you'll hear her refer back to the freedom that was given to her that day because someone took the time just to teach her to drive So it's those little things. What we do is not about these huge undertakings. It's about the little things that we do to fill in gaps for young people who didn't have the same opportunities that many of us had um, growing up, like learning to drive and getting a driver's license at 16. It sounds like ours for Thursday has refined its focus in recent years. Um, Tell me about how it looks different today. A couple of years ago, we went through what I would describe as as an organizational identity crisis. Um, the reason for that is that um, there are two of us that have been deeply involved in this effort. Um, Dr. Lisa Will is is really my partner in all things ours for Thursday. Uh, Dr. Brad Williams has been involved, who um, has been the president of OSU OKC. And then Dr. Tony Hale, who as, is at NSU here in Oklahoma. The four of us have really carried ours for Thursday. And, and what we were finding is that for as long as we continue to directly serve students ourselves, we were always capped because there were only four of us. Well, four of you who have other full-time jobs and are sort of doing this work in the gaps, because none of us were hired to do this work, you can only serve so many students. You can only grow for so long. And so we really had become a problem for our own effort. And so in really looking at that, what we decided we needed to do is let go of the truly the love of working directly with students. And instead, we needed to focus on equipping other people on the front lines at colleges and universities to do the direct contact with students. And so what that means for us today, we still do serve students directly when those opportunities come to us. But our major um, sort of role now is to help students get into direct contact with people on their campuses who are equipped to be able to serve their needs from their campus, not from wherever we are at. Describe the lasting impacts these children have made on you and your team. I've said for many years that um, 
I was never the same after that first set of interviews. And, and that is true. Um, you just, I was raised in an intact family. And although I worked very hard to get my degrees and I've worked very hard in my careers, um, the doors were open for me in many cases because I was connected into a, a family. I was had a fa- what we call family privilege. And by family privilege, I mean I was privileged to have a family that was educated and, and connected. Um, I think that as an adult, I thought that I knew what it meant to not have those privileges, but I never really did until I sat down and was literally the teacher became the student. And the students and those early research participants, they taught me what it means to walk a completely different journey. And it changed me as a person. Um, It changed me dramatically as an educator in terms of what I give to my own students, regardless of their backgrounds. Um, But I would say most particularly, it defined for me what I feel like my real purpose for being here is. Um, It changed me as a parent. It, it, it changed me dramatically in terms of how I have um, supported my own children um, on, their, on their journeys. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, what will ours for Thursday be remembered for? Um, I hope it will be remembered for being a part of the initial wave of stepping into the gap. And then I hope it will be remembered for the work that we are continuing to do nationally. Now, the other thing that we're doing that I hope uh, will live on well past, well past my retirement is that we've taken the research that we've done here at OSU and then we've taken the research of our colleagues across the nation that we work with in this area, and we've developed a, a 12-hour graduate certificate that is a formal certification in hidden populations. Um, And that we expect to open this fall. Um, It is OSU hosted, available online and in person, but primarily online, so that anyone across the nation can take that and have a formal certification from OSU that is based literally on the research that is rolling out while class is still in session. You know, it's it's going to continuously be, um, have uh, that current research uh, fed into it. And so that graduate certificate is the first one that we know of in the nation. Um, it will be coming here from OSU. And we hope that through that, we will be equipping people, uh, not just in Oklahoma, but nationally to serve students that have this particular background. The other shift and the thing that I, I hope will be, um, again, well past my expiration date and my job is that we really have identified that while students who were in foster care or were in out-of-home placement are really the backbone of our effort, it's where we started, it's where our hearts are at, it will always be the backbone of our effort. There are other small populations on campus that are equally hidden from the systems. And by hidden, I mean most educators don't really think about them having a different journey or having different needs um, or needing assistance that is different from what they provide all students. And so our research right now, probably will come out in the next year, is in the process of really identifying who those other hidden populations are so that we can help Um, individual researchers and practitioners nationally to expand this thought of what do we do to what do we do for former foster youth into what do we do for these hidden populations on our campus. I hope that we're establishing things that will live on 
far past the expiration date of the people who are on our team and will be picked up by others. And maybe someday they won't even know our names, which I am 100% okay with, because we'll be have started something that is, is helping students um, nationally, which then helps the state economy, the national economy, and, and the ripple effect goes on and on. True satisfaction is found in turning someone's life around for the better. Ours for Thursday continues to identify inborn life challenges and lack of equal opportunity in order to change people's lives. To reach out to Ours for Thursday for more information, visit rsforthursday at okstate.edu. I'm your host, Dallas Haggerty. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.